What's up, brother? How you doing, George? It's a hanging in there, man. What's going on? I'm inviting you back to episode. How's everything Yo. going? Everything's going great, uh, Senor Flaco. Senor Christopher A. Flaco La Manguera Maison. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. Yes, sir. The one and... Oh, man. How's your day going today? It's going pretty well. We're coming on now. Everyone's getting off. Uh, more More than most people are getting off on Friday for the 4th of July weekend. So I'm actually going to be heading down to the key to spend the weekend with my wife. Everything going with you? You ended up working today? I ended up working today, you know, just fighting with the Rona, making sure everyone's safe and at home while we, uh, you know, keep the operation going. But that's life. That's 2020 for us right now. And just keep pushing along, man. You know, I think you and I live in Florida and we're kind of facing it right now. Worse than any of us really thought we would ever got to get to that level. But, you know, you you just go go roll with the punches and uh see where it takes us but uh yeah that's a good point you by fourth independence you know it's a special day in american history we got a lot going on in the country i don't know if you want to get into that but uh you know kind of kind of perfect timing for that well i mean let's start peeling it back i mean right now you know we live in florida craziness going on right now with corona you know the everyone's got uh, Instagram and the only in date and seeing all the crazy stuff happening every single day. Freaking something. Uh, I think the other day I actually saw somebody dressed up as like a coronavirus germ started walking <laughs> in the beach. And like just, this is, this is, this is a trash can in the United States. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trash can. And it's led by our governor. Now, I don't yeah. want to make this political discussion. I don't want to make it red versus blue or, or right versus left. But uh, I think it's fair to say that Governor DeSantis has uh, Donald Trump's dick in his mouth. And and he's making some really questionable decisions. Really questionable. Well, well enlighten me. What, what decisions has he been making? Well, I mean, I think we prematurely opened the state and we invited – all professional sports teams in to set up. And I, I, I get it. It's great for the economy. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm a huge sports guy. So for me, getting the, getting the game back, getting the games back and having something to take my mind off is great. But at the same time, I do care about the athletes that perform and not sure Florida is the right place for it. Obviously, pretty insane. Uh, but regardless – you know, we move on. We're trying to push forward, and uh, Mr. DeSantis has uh, has put the economy first, and I get that. It's pretty tough, but uh, this is the same guy that has made unemployment insurance almost impossible to get for people who do deserve it for the last two years. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm not exactly sure what his motives are. I mean, I think if you believe it or not, you know, masks are are shown to help, and why aren't we mandating them? Why are we bringing down political conventions here to Jacksonville in a month, mass gatherings where where masks are 
are not mandatory or even recommended for political decisions. Um, why are beaches open? Um, unfortunately, I want you know, I'm not a big conspiracy guy. I think you know that pretty well, Chris, you know, but I got one for you, man. One for you. Let's hear, let's hear it. Throw it on yeah. the table. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do it. I had to do it, man. So, <laughs> outside, outside of Corona, you know, 2020 has been a fucked up year, but uh, we're having a lot of serious discussions in this country on serious matters. And a lot of these discussions are being led by people in our age group, we'll say from 22 to 35, 40. We're having discussions about race. We're having discussions about religion. We're having discussions about sexuality. And we're, we're having discussions about the economic future of our generation. And uh, we're seeing the reopening come up and we're seeing the bars open up. And, uh, you know, uh, the thing is that the people that are leading the charge for change in this country, changes that have been needed for over 60 years, are young people. We hold the future of this country in our hands. And uh, we've, we've had a couple of things open up, you know, I understand that we've, we've all got a bit of cabin fever and all that, but our generation needs to be a little smarter about this. Now let's not, let's not make it a political thing. You know, masks do save people stay at home if you can, because we're in the middle of a movement of, of bringing change to this country that we are leading. But now the ones getting affected by coronavirus are these people that are out leading the charge it's our age group regardless of what it is so it's to me it seems a bit fishy that all of a sudden government right or left blue or red is all of a sudden having this argument about mask wearing about reopening the economy and all that when the people with the loudest voice right now are the ones being affected who are starting to we're starting to see deaths in our age range in texas and florida and california states where who are leading the charge on these racial issues all of a sudden, you know, Oh, don't wear masks. If you don't want to go out, go, go drink, go, go do whatever you want. Bars are open. We can make suggestions all we want, but all of a sudden the movements are dying down because we're more worried about getting our dick sucked on Tinder by some skanky hoe. than being safe, protecting each other, being responsible with personal protective equipment. And living to have to see to force the change that has to be made in this country, I just find it a little bit fishy. I don't know about you, man. What do you think about that? I think that's um, a mouthful. Um, I think a lot of things on the masks. Uh, I I could understand. I got to look at things vulnerable. So I can understand one sense of I don't want to wear a mask. I I don't feel you know I can't breathe the right way. I don't feel comfortable whatever it is feel there should be mandatory um cities that put impose mandatory mask wearing um while in the cities yes i i I do think that that should be upheld you know just because if, if the city feels that hey listen we're being affected negatively in this aspect of it specifically miami you know miami is a is a place and you know we i don't know the something like you know, a couple billion dollars a year, some outrageous majority of it comes from tourists. 
And, you know, you want to have uh, the people that are coming in here. A lot of the times, older people, older people from different parts of the United States, a lot of times from different parts of the world coming in here, I can understand them wanting to not feel like, damn, if I go here, am I going to die? Am I going to get something? So I can understand that piece of it. Um, what I can't understand is all these people just, you know, just on the videos on everything you see, all these people just absolutely get um, acting like we're taking some sort of rights away from them or something. And there's, there's some, and I, I understand, I understand where, where they're coming from. It's something like, well, if they don't, if they tell me no for this one little thing, they're going to tell me no for something bigger. Um, but that's not, it's not the case, you know, right now dying and one of those things that, you know, I have a grandmother myself and if it could have been just one person through effect that could have wore a mask and could have prevented that i think that's worth imposing mandates in place to save people's lives uh you know we got we got all sorts of craziness going on with people literally flipping out on supermarkets after you tell them to put on a mask just emptying their cart like flipping the cart over cart just trying to make just trying to honestly just show their ass um, there's a lot of that too is, you know, mental health. We have, we have, uh, we have a huge mental health situation just in general in the education system that, uh, you know, for whatever reason, these adults feel that it's okay just because that person's an employee of some place or, you know, it's okay for them to speak to them in some fashion. That's, you know, that's, that's. That's like that's why I feel that there should be a sense of fear um, when you go and you you know challenge someone you know, and things like that. You know, I believe in the Second Amendment and things that goes down into my other beliefs on you know why why I think the way I think. It's just I think that there's a a lot of people from a lot of different demographics kind of putting their two cents in in some cases it's not really about like people saying that hey you know it's uncomfortable for me to wear a mask i can't breathe in that i get that you know how many services there are online at the i literally the the palm of your hand for you to get your groceries delivered to your house for you to get you know medicine cvs right now is delivering free of charge you know i don't know about walgreens but i'm pretty sure walgreens is doing something there's almost there's almost nothing you can't that you can have it either delivered, hand delivered to you, you know, with somebody messaging you, hey, I'm on the way there. Hey, I'll be there within this time. I mean, you could literally be to the point of, you know, had a bad taco night, taking a huge crap and ran out of toilet paper and could be on your phone basically messaging somebody at the grocery store. Hey, can you add toilet paper to my order? That, I mean, that's that's the level of technology that we're at right now, and like I said, man, it's just it's a lot of different, a lot of different opinions. It's uh, it's a shit soup, you know. To be honest with you, it, it is a shit soup. I, I get you on the shit soup. It's there's the the one thing about America, and I mean we're both Americans. We're both born here. We might live in a city that's multicultural, but we're just as American as someone in Alabama. The thing about America is we like to complain. We Americans like to complain. 
Um, and, and you know we what? Complain, we want to make sure everybody and their mother hears about it. Exactly. Exactly. And you know what? For the last 100 years, this has probably been one of the best countries in the world. As I like to remind people, two-time World War champions. Thank you very much. And, uh, um, you know, we, we we complain a lot. We complain a lot. We, we, we got it pretty easy. I'm a guy. I've, I've been around. We, we got it pretty easy in this country. Uh, we, do we have some growing to do? We absolutely have some growing to do. We have some things that we, you know, we, we can do better. There's no doubt, and, and we need to keep that going. But uh, the thing is that when it comes down to it, to the mass thing, you, we're going to find a reason to complain and all that. But it, it's a question of humanity. You look to your left, look to your right. Just, you know, you, it might not be you. You don't care if you get sick. That's fine. But what if you're asymptomatic and the person next to you has a a wife that has diabetes or you know a grandmother that's on chemotherapy or something something like that you know it's a bit selfish it's a bit it's a bit selfish and uh to my po- to that selfish. point I think I, I think that you, I don't think there should be a a government mandate I don't think you should listen to government period government is an intrusion in our lives uh government has ulterior motives a lot of times I, I would say i just think it's a question of natural selection do you want to wear a mask if you're that selfish if you're that greedy i don't give a fuck if you die you know we're, we're humanity we're in we're in this together we're we're in this together and if, if that's your beliefs go you're this is a free country you can do as you please but please respect the space of the rest of society because there's a lot of us that that really either have pre-existing conditions, have motives, and, and we we want to be safe. And your your right to be free on that issue should not infringe on my right to be safe in my own country, in my own city, in my own in my own supermarket. I think that's that's something that a lot of people forget. Yeah, I think I think a lot of that is uh, Darwinism. You know what I mean? It's it's Darwinism at its finest. Fatality. Absolutely, sir. Absolutely. And uh, again, uh, you know, if we don't get this under control, we're, we could take we could take a look at smaller countries around the world. We could take a look at most countries around the world, and they've had peaks, but they've they've hunkered down and and they've they've done things to eliminate the peaks, and now are starting to reap the benefits of that. While here in America, where we've shot up equalize and now are shooting up it's just ridiculous i think i think we're better at this uh the other there is one positive thing that's coming out of this is that we're starting to really respect the need for healthcare in this country and i think whenever we get through this and i hope we get through this we're going to start taking into account that healthcare really is a human right whether you like it or not and we start we need to start having that conversation and uh in the near future, do you know? Your economic situation should not keep you from a human right. We're heading down that road. You know, the government has picked up the majority of coronavirus-related costs. They have the ability to do that. Why are we, why are we having that? Why aren't we having that conversation on cancer? Cancer's, cancer's deadly. We lose millions of Americans with cancer every year, and a, a percentage of that is because they cannot afford the care they need to survive. So if we have the we have the potential 
or the capability, I should say, to dump $4 trillion in the stock market to keep investors happy or afloat, to hit metrics that, that show some kind of economic stability while job, job numbers continue to go down. But we don't have $4 trillion to invest on, on, on Americans, on healthcare, or education for that matter. There's something, there's something ill in the system with that. Yeah, the, the health care system is it's just fucked up. I, I don't know what the right answer is, but I can tell you just from my personal experience, and that's, you know, the only experience I've ever had in regards to actually being involved in hospitalizing, you know, myself, my wife, and, you know, and I, I always thought that I had, like, one of the best health insurances that you could have, you know, working for my company and everything like that. It, it ain't shit. I, I'll tell you that at the end of the day, I still had to for, and this is myself that I make a pretty good living for my age. Um, you know, still forking over like ten or twenty thousand dollars just in last year with everything that happened. I, I just think of like me being, you know, even making half of the amount that I'm making right now. What a challenge that might have been. You know what I mean? It, it was a challenge just for me to go into. You know, that's why I always make sure I have savings and I make sure I, I, I set myself up for God forbid, if there anything was to happen, I have this money set aside, but you know, it's, it's painful to pull that thing out of your savings and be like, Hey, this is why I kept the money in here for, to go out and do, I can only imagine someone that's, you know, a lot of times I look at myself when I was younger, you know, young guy, 20 something years old, probably the person that was paying, you know, the head of the household and everything like that, elderly grandmother, a brother in jail, all these different things going on, you know, paying for him to, you know, able to have a, a couple extra dollars in his account for, you know, in jail. You know, I don't know if you know how those things work, but everything costs like a million dollars in there. If you want like a little, if you want like a little radio, it costs like some ridiculous amount of money. Um, and they, they make it that way so it, it feels punitive, you know, to give the uh, the inmates money and things like that. Uh, but on top of that, I just, I just think like, man, if, if I'm having this challenge of where I'm at right now, I could only imagine what people, you know, the people that are actually making this country live and breathe, right? The people that are going out there and trying to, you know, make sure I know right now the farming, the farming industry and like the meat industry is getting destroyed with this whole COVID thing. So I can only imagine what they're going through with this. It's not, it's not, it's not exactly easy, but we're in a pandemic and we're all in in it in some way. And if we continue with this attitude of all for me and not looking out for your fellow American, well, we won't have a fellow American. We're going to have a, a much deeper crisis in that sense. And uh, we've had a lot of time to reflect. You know, uh, we're going on three months of some sort of quarantine, at least down here. You know, we've we've seen we've seen fear mongering on all sides of the media. And, you know, and I understand that people are frustrated and all that. But it's a uh, it, it's a time for self-reflection as a country. And uh, we're suffering. All of us in some capacity, we're all suffering and. You know, it, it's not socialist to say, help your fellow countrymen. It's patriotic. It's patriotic to have these conversations, you know, and uh, 
unfortunately, we're seeing a bit of a a bit of American greed, and some sort in some ways, and we're seeing a lot of politicizing things that should not have any anything to do with politics, you know. And uh, it's unfortunate that the the divide of this country is only getting worse because of that, because it doesn't matter if you're left or right, doesn't matter where you fall in the political machine. It's one party hasn't done enough to for uh, to to impose the need for certain things from a party in leadership that is using it as a philosophical ideal. And at the same time, probably has ulterior motives to this. They're thinking more about reelection than, than having the conversations that we should have. And uh, I mean, you want to go to a Trump rally and not wear your mask? Go right ahead. Sure. You're, you're free will and I don't blame you, but I sure as hell wouldn't go, go to one myself. At this point, you know, I don't want to believe in that. I don't want to put my family at risk. And I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. But hopefully, hopefully our generation, our age group starts to put two and two together and starts doing things the right way, because economically, we're going to suffer in the near term. Our our case numbers are going up we're losing members of our age group, the ones that are pushing for change in different facets of this world. And without us, the political machine that's ruled over the country for the last 60 years is going to continue. There's not going to be any change. And we're going to be in the mess that we are in now, be it climate change, being socialized healthcare, being, you know, economics, really just general economics. And it's not, it's not, not heading in a proper direction, unfortunately, but we'll see. We'll see. To have no faith in politics, have faith in your fellow man, I guess, at the end of the day. Man, I got to tell you, you know, there's some people doing, there's some people already doing a lot of stupid shit nowadays. There is. There is, but, uh, you know, you remember the, one of the the biggest and most important things of the round table was, it was was the phrase, you got to get your shit together. Yeah. You remember that? Mm -hmm. Well, Millennials, you got to get your shit together. You got to get your shit together. Honestly, you got to get your shit together. Like, get, getting drunk at a bar for the first time in three months is not as important as as getting someone in your family sick, getting yourself sick. You know, it, 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 come on now. You're, you're just putting yourself in a deeper hole. You're spreading, you're helping spread the virus. So let's not be so vicious. You know, the, the sad part is that I haven't really heard it yet, but I know it's coming where all these protests are going to be blamed for the spread of coronavirus, it, it, it's going to come. We know it's oh, going to come. It's, it's come and gone already, man. Apparently, you know, I, I haven't seen the latest report, but there's a lot of conversations on, you know, I guess there's been, and again, I don't know how they did it, but I guess there was some actual data that came out that stated that it wasn't um, in regards to the protest of why the spikes happened, but you know, everyone's everyone's jumped all over that. Everyone's jumped on. That's the reason why. But you know what that does? That just that just stops the movement. That right there is a an effect, a more effective way for the people who do not want to have these conversations to stop these conversations from happening than any tear gas or rubber bullet happens. Because COVID's here, and we're dealing with it. And to blame blame the protests for the spread of COVID. 
it's absolutely it's probably I, I don't have the data, so I'm not gonna hundred percent percent say it's false. I'm sure there was some kind of spread in small amounts, but you're just you're just giving the establishment a reason to shut us up, whatever shoes it's a free path. It shuts everything down. All the progress that is being fought for. Lives being lost, really. You know, so we gotta get shit together there on that end. You know, because progress is being lost quickly. And if wearing a mask keeps that going, let's go. We've seen it before. I'm Unfortunately, we've seen protests before, and they fizzled out for one reason or another. Court cases, rulings, judgments in favor of police officers or whatever the case be. We've seen little pieces of implanted data or implanted judgments come out and squash movements in their hand. And if you really care about changing this country, do it the right way. Don't give them an excuse to stop you guys. And that also means don't be burning down cities or tearing down monuments that have nothing to do with what's being talked about. Yeah, I know a lot of that's going on, and you know, there's some valid points to some some of that shit. But I, I just think, uh, you know, going back to the COVID thing, you know, I'm just I'm going down to the Keys tomorrow, and you know, the Keys are like they I want I want to say that they're they're not saying they're closed because they they want at least a little bit of money to trickle in there. You know, all these people, there's only so much money that can move around locally within locals in the Keys. Um, but they're those restaurants, so you know, they're social distancing only open at half capacity. The bars actually are, um, only you could, I guess, walk, walk. I'm not sure if you walk in or walk up, you know, quote unquote, but you ask what drinks you want, and they give them to you, and you could, you know, walk around in the street with them, but you can't go and sit inside the bar. All the beaches are closed down there. Um, you know, that. Key the keys in general have just been like I don't know if you know, but the keys actually they close themselves off to this whole thing. They actually when I was trying to go down there for work, I was turned away. Man, you know, a whole bunch of other people. You know, I had to actually have a written letter from my business stating that um I was allowed to be going down there for something for something that was, you know, needed. Um they weren't playing, man. You know, there's a lot of people trying to head down there for Memorial Day to bring their boats and everything, and right. you know, they they're they're not playing down there. Those, well, those talking about old demographics, and you know, when it comes to the percentages, everyone's always saying like COVID's, you know, it's only a one or two percent chance. It's all about your age group. You know, I I even saw one, you know, today. I can't really recall the actual source itself. I think it was, uh, you know, some some website that was just uh, reporting statistics or something. But Italy had like a fourteen percent death rate. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's a huge. That's huge. Yeah. You know, Italy, Italy has uh, an older demographic of people down there uh, or over there. You know what I mean? So, yeah. but uh, that's you know, if we we got to a fourteen percent number here in the United States, you're talking. No, huge panic, huge, yeah. huge panic. You're talking over a million. You know, you're you're, you're talking. Yes. So, depending on what, how many people actually are in this country, but that's a 
topic for another time. Um, but yeah, I mean, well, as we're talking about that, uh, I don't know if you just saw the news, but uh, we're being curfewed again here in Miami Dade. So uh, get out of here, serious? Yeah, man. Uh, 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. until further notice. So, oh, yeah. and I gotta do that on the Fourth of July. Well, I, th- the thinking is, and I think there is some statistical backing to this that when the the initial quarantine was starting to be lifted around the Memorial Day weekend, that a lot of people, even though it wasn't really lifted in Miami and Broward County and in Monroe County, a lot of people from Miami, including some of my family members, decided that they wanted to go to the beach and they went over to the West Coast. And uh, now there was large gatherings. There was regattas and, and stuff. And uh, they're saying that this increase that we're suffering right now is because of Memorial Day happenings. And uh, they're trying to avoid that this time. But, uh, man, that's so Miami, man. It, I mean, for, for anyone that's listening, people here, they honestly don't give a fuck about really anything. They don't I mean, care. I mean, they if you've ever been on I-95 at 4 o'clock, don't be they, they don't care about any – everything is me, me, me. And, you know, yeah. if I have to trample 10 people and might end up killing one to get what I want, that's what I want. And, yep. you know, it's, it's, it's funny because you go and you talk to somebody from Miami. You know, I'm looking from the outside in. Being that I've been living here my whole life, but you go and you talk to somebody from Miami, probably even including myself, and they'll they'll be like, "No, no, no, I'm a calm guy. This, this, and that." There's just like you know how they do those statistics for, you know, are you a bad driver? And something like ninety nine percent of the people say that they're great drivers, and then you go and you check their driving records, and you know, fucking half of them have basically ran somebody over or the equivalent of that and tickets <laughs> or something like, you know what I mean? It's just crazy. No, I mean, I, but th- there's something to that. Like I consider myself to be a safe driver. Uh, knock on wood. I've never been in one of those things and I've never gotten a ticket. The problem is that as a safe driver, I've got, I'm surrounded by 30% of complete douchebags, complete douchebags. So you look in your rearview mirror and you see a douchebag probably driving a Ford F-150, mind you, and you see him coming and you know you're gonna you know he's gonna cut you off. So what you got two options. Chris, we got you got two options. <laughs> you got two options. <laughs> you got two options here. You know, you're you're either gonna guard yourself from being cut off by cutting off someone else. You know, I mean I I drive a sedan. I'm not going to get run over by an F-150. <laughs> or you're going to slow down. You're going to let douchebag be a douchebag. He's going to cut you off. You're going to get pissed off, and you're going to drive for the next 15 minutes with a fucking dick in your ass. Because you're pissed off that you got cut off, which you get cut off every day. Your blood pressure goes up. Driving in Miami sucks. It sucks. I have I have seen... I've I probably done it myself. And it I doesn't help. Make... It doesn't help that you had fucking two cafecitos before you got on the road. It's fucking ninety eight degrees outside, and you're blasting your AC, and you know all this, just a huge yep, mixture yep. for disaster. It, you know it, is, it is. It is. And, and you got the diggy diggy music going. You got the diggy diggy music because you know power ninety six in the morning. Shameless plug. 
got tiki tiki going full blast and then and, and you know you're you're in an hour and a half traffic to go 10 miles away from your house to downtown and uh you're gonna listen to some fucking bullshit from your boss shout out to my boss uh you're gonna leave work pretty fucking pissed off you're gonna sit in uh, in traffic for about an hour hour and a half again unless you're super rich and uh you're gonna get you're gonna get cut off like six or seven times and you're gonna get home and you're gonna be an alcoholic that's the only way around it <laughs> i was just thinking that like just you explained it is like that sounds so fucking stressful <laughs> it's like you know it just Living sounds so fucking stressful I, I get it i get it that the tourism campaign is great and the beaches and all that flago we've lived we've, we've been neighbors almost our entire life in different parts of the city how many times have you gone to south beach in the last five years Probably once. Actually, yeah. the last time I went there was with you. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, and that was once in five years. That would be my one time. It was a special occasion. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, I get it. And If you want to move down here and you can afford it, come on down. You're, you're welcome, I guess. I mean, you can't fuck it up any more than it is right now. But it's extremely expensive for something that doesn't exist. It's a mirror dream. I mean, we've got little hot spots of places that you know are a little a little better, a little better. But you, you've got you've got a cultural mix that some of us get along, some of us don't. That's another topic for another conversation. Um, it's just this illusion, man. It's this illusion. You go into Instagram or go into you just type in Miami and. You'll you see the same. You see the same scenes like they're almost like recycled. You go in there, you see some guy with six pack abs tanning on top of some, you know, thirty story building right there on the beach. Like that's not that's not somebody's everyday lifestyle. Not, that's not even ninety nine percent of people's everyday lifestyle. You know I, what I? Not even I'm, I'm, I should should have worded that the other way. That's not even you know. The richest people that are down there, that's not even their lifestyle. Living there yep. at the end of the beach, just, you know, soaking up the rays every single day. That's not their lifestyle. It just isn't. It just isn't. It, it's just unrealistic unless you're Jeff Bezos, you know, or a Qatari investment bank that's building a casino. Listen, it's it's not. It's, it's not like that. And what you're really doing is the people who've built the city – are being pushed out further and further west. And, you know, a lot of people our age group, one of our best friends, left Miami because, you know, $2,000 rent to live two hours from your job, even if it's 10 miles away, in a toxic urban jungle where it's stressful to, to you can't even walk across the street. I mean, you, you can't walk across the street without fearing for your life. Red lights mean nothing in the city, and you know it, it's it's not the best quality of life. Yes, the weather's pretty good if you like the heat. Um, although it's pretty pretty damn hot, it's unbearable in the summer. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you if you want to move to South America but are afraid of South America, come to Miami and you'll experience a great week. And you'll hate the rest of your life. Yeah, it's uh, pretty much sums it up. And just just so you know, it's uh, we've we've seen that in more than one example. 
Yeah, well, I think I think there's a lot of corruption here, which is probably a Central South American influence. There's a lot of corruption here, and I mean, there's I don't want to say of, there's a lot of corruption here, just in anything, in anything, yeah. just in you know politics, just in anything. There's a lot of corruption, and fucking if you work at McDonald's. You know, that everyone's clicky and everyone's there's a lot of corruption in just that, man. There's a lot of corruption in anything. I mean uh, our baseball stadium is the exact embodiment of that. Our baseball stadium is exactly it's a baseball stadium <laughs> that no one wanted. Somehow we got it. I'm not sure how it was voted for, but it happened, and it's completely freaking empty, and uh, it's costing us a lot of money for something that doesn't go, and we tore down the historic Orange Bowl, which hosted Super Bowls and the last Dolphins championship, which we weren't alive for, and uh, a cultural site that held a big part of, of American history there, and uh, yeah, and that somehow passed, and somehow we're paying for that. And it, it, that's my politics right there. And we only know that because of an inside guy, right, George? <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Um, that, oh, yeah. Next topic. Next, This is the topic that I actually really wanted to talk about today. Me and you haven't had a conversation about it. But did you see the break or new update in the Epstein case? I did I read something vaguely this morning, and I thought about you. I knew you were going to go this. I, the girl got arrested. I forgot his assistant got arrested. She got Rebel. arrested, man. Yeah. It, 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 it took them fucking forever, literally. But yeah. they arrested her. I, man. I, I mean, I mean, you're you're a big you're big on this. You're, think, you're big on. I think if if this girl kills herself, if this girl somehow commits suicide within the next couple of days, yeah, exactly. I mean, we have to tear this whole country down and build it back up again. I'm so, I mean, I just don't know how to to word that in a sensitive way. But I mean, this this girl was just. Uh, I think her name was Mac Maxine or whatever, but she was just walking free. This entire time while all these people were coming out, you know, you had the Netflix documentary, I think it was called Filthy Rich or something like that, um, showing these girls and having all these experiences and, you know, talking about, you know, we came to this island, you know, he, he basically, he made a, he made a, a, a sex traffic ring. It was a sex traffic ring by basically making the girls, you know, taking advantage of them being in poverty and basically saying, Hey, refer your friends and I'll pay you a couple hundred bucks and, you know, kind of forcing them into sex and forcing them into this lifestyle. Underage girls, girls that could not give consent. Flago, Flago, let me ask you a question to tie two topics together. This alleged sex ring, I guess it's the legend. um, What part of the country did it take care, take part in? It took part in Florida. (laughs) <laughs> in the southern part of Florida, right? In, in West Palm. Basically, what you would call the, the quote-unquote rich, the rich area of Florida. You know what I mean? Yep, which is which is about 
what, an hour north of Miami? Yeah, I would say an hour, maybe 45 minutes with no traffic. Probably get there pretty quick. <laughs> Relax uh, with that no traffic. Relax with that no traffic, brother. Yeah. Yeah, it'll probably be a almost three-hour drive. You go there at, you know, fucking 12 o'clock during the day, noon. But um, um, is there any... Is there anyone really famous that, that lives there? Uh, yeah, there's a couple of famous people that live there. I, I feel that this is uh, you're trying to, to candlelight a path for me. Um, <laughs> I do no such thing, sir. I do no such thing. <laughs> but back no, on no. topic, just this, this lady, this lady. Maxine, was just... I see her name here. It's uh, Giselaine Maxwell. Yeah, she, she was just walking for this entire time. And I think it's fucking nuts because, you know, nowadays if somebody me choose you and you're a fucking online streamer, you're sh- I mean, they react before you even know what the fuck's going on. You don't even have a job. You know what I right. mean? Like, it's just crazy. And, right. you know, all these all these different things were were going on. So, you know, in some cases, you know, there's there's girls that are coming to the police saying all this. Police are running investigations, and then people are confronting them and being like, "Hey, you know your investigation into this?" And you're like, "What the fuck? Wow. I only met this girl one time." And they're they're almost down the path of getting an arrest warrant for you, and you haven't even been notified of what the fuck is going on. Half the time mm-hmm. in these online situations, or you know, in the politics and things like that, people are jumping like a media and this. This heavily document, the FBI was involved. All these different resources were involved, knew what was going on, knew the house it was happening in, knew the individual, actually charged the individual with something off of, you know, basically negotiating, you know, uh, a deal for him that he was, uh, I think he was working, um, able to travel to and from work. And, you know, sometimes I don't even think he was reporting back to the jail like SIP. Six or seven times, you know, a week, you know, he was actually documented breaking his probation or whatever it was. And nobody fucking did a goddamn thing. I mean, these these guys might have. I see it as they're almost committing as an egregious of crime as he did. And then on top of that, his girlfriend, the one that, again, was the one that, uh, you know, I guess was kind of baiting and switching, you know, letting them in, you know, there's an older female helping you out and do this. And, you know, as a, as a child, they see that she's not scared. They see it's acceptable. And, you know, almost like almost doing brainwashing tactics and nobody was doing shit about it. They were just letting her roll around and go, go to different countries. Oh yeah, I'm here. I'm here. This, that the FBI actually, you know, talking about, yeah, we know where she's at. She's over here. Not doing a goddamn thing for years. For right. years. Right. right. She's complicit. She's complicit, for sure. I mean, uh, allegedly, she was one of the uh, the people who brought the girls to Epstein, uh, allegedly. Uh, she's under federal investigation. There's a lot of quirks to the whole Epstein thing. I mean, and nobody's, there are some powerful people. If we're going to candlelight something, nobody's talking about Bill Gates' involvement in this. No. Oh, no one is. But Bill Gates does have a great opinion on coronavirus. Oh, I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. No, but no, He had no, a CNN special. In no way, shape, or form, no one is even, you know, it might be, you know, 
the left wing media, whatever the hell you want to call it, but no one, no one is even raising the question, man. Mm-hmm. Right now, there's more documentaries of him talking about the future and him talking about shit. And you know, I don't want to go into conspiracies and everything like that. I mean, but you could read any any sort of uh, book of how he built his business. He basically manipulated his way through manipulating Steve Jobs, and you know. If we did what he did today, we would not have a company. But he did it in a time that, you know, um, what you call it? Those those things were not considered. What's the word? Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, for uh, for uh, like when uh, China steals technologies from us and trying to make it their own. Intellectual property, intellectual property. Yeah. So that that's what he was doing. He was basically going and you know, kind of wording his way and manipulating Steve Jobs into giving him, uh, you know, certain aspects of his business under his control and certain resources for him to go and and make these things happen. Do you do that shit today? Fucking get sued in a heartbeat. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And like yeah. this guy that's a fucking billionaire, been recorded on flight logs been to this, you know, Predator Island or whatever they call it, um, you know, a couple times, you know, has been in, has been in Epstein's house just because, you know, he's the forefront, he's the little Netflix's boy, and he's, he's all these people that people want to ask an opinion on, hey, you know, you invested your millions of dollars that you, you know, took from basically Steve Jobs' ideas, but you invested it in all these different types of, uh, applications and programs to avoid something like coronavirus happening. I want to hear your opinion. Nobody is questioning on, on what's his. So his secrets are in the grave and I'm sure we'll never know. Do we know if uh, anything ever happened with those security guards? Do those security guards ever start talking? I know they lowered it up or whatever. I mean, I, I, I do really, I really do think he killed himself because he he knew that what he what he did, and he you didn't want so? to. Go to I think he really did. I any conspiracy about political players killing him, having him killed. I, I don't. I think that's a little far fetched. I think the man knew what he did. I it's uh, it's for the lawyers to argue or whatever. But I mean, he had a guilty conscience, and he likely killed himself. But. You know, there's theories out there, and uh, I respect them. And I mean, yeah, there there are a lot of theories, and you know, there's there's conversations that can be had that, you know, maybe he he was like, hey, it's a it's 2020 now, or you know what I mean, or it's 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 not when I did this in in 2012 or whatever the fuck it was, and you know, I could do this, and it could kind of get scraped under the table with some little hurricane or something that's going on in Florida. This shit is worldwide news this guy's picture is everywhere you know the me too movement everyone's all up and down this guy's ass you know maybe he was like hey you know what i don't think there's going to be enough money that i have or anyone else has to really get me out of this thing he probably hung himself well or he probably felt that he was going to be able to you know maybe not leave scot-free but be able to come out of this not looking as bad and someone was like, hey, if I'm anywhere in that explanation or picture, I'm willing to put 
a couple million bucks or, you know, all of his, all of his people that work with him. I was like, Hey, listen, you put a couple million, you put a couple million in, you know, we're all in this together. We all got to make sure this guy doesn't talk. And, mm-hmm. you know, who knows? the, the, uh, autopsy, the guy that came and did a second look at the autopsy is a guy that had the TV show for autopsies. He said that there was a, a vertebrae or some sort of bone that was, uh, that was broken. That doesn't, doesn't look like a, a common suicidal injury. All right. It's, 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 it's possible. I mean, it, it, he could be doing it for, he could be saying that for clout. I mean, a, for relevancy and, you know, it's possible. It's possible that he broke the vertebrae because his methods of committing suicide are very limited in, in jail and he had to use what he had to use and didn't go as planned. Maybe he, Maybe he had a regret in the midst of it, which apparently happens a lot, and couldn't save himself. Wait, um, you know, you know what would clear this whole thing up? A video, right. and it's just, you know, we—I don't know if you saw the news after this, but there was this whole thing of like, oh, do uh, what you call prisons have enough financial resources? And and if prisons don't have enough money, nobody has enough money. You know what I mean? So if if prisons, if we're having a conversation that we're saying, oh, prisons are not financially supported enough to be able to detain, you know, their inmates, you have no idea how much money go. Those are multi-billion dollar buildings, multi-billion dollars from the government, from their own, you know, the, even the inmates themselves, you know, there's a certain amount of money that gets uh, moved around in there with people sending, you know, relatives sending money, just transportation and all, all those things are, are a part of the court cases that gets paid for. If the have enough money to keep one motherfucking, you know, you can go online and buy a camera that wa- monitors your whole house. You know, you put it in your living room and that shit will never turn off. Every time a fucking fly farts by it, that shit will turn on, record an HDI phone you know immediately you gotta tell me that a fucking prison prison that if one camera's off for a couple of minutes could mean someone committing suicide a guard dying you know what i mean if they don't have enough money for that we're all sorts of fucked up we're all I sorts mean, of fucked up like everything else like everything else in this country prisons are a business and that's why prison reform should be on the docket in the near future Prison is a business. Unfortunately, we have the highest rate of incarceration, and um, you know, it's you're, talk, a, you're talking like a politician. Are, are you at the end of the, at the end of this? Are you gonna say vote George 2020? <laughs> no, uh, what, what I'm what I'm gonna say is vote Flacco Mason 2024. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Has, Four, a lot so, can happen yeah. in four years. A lot can happen so, in four years. A lot can happen in one year, as 2020 yeah, has shown yeah. us. This, this is yeah. only six months. We're only six months. <laughs> Isn't that yeah. crazy? We're not even. We're, we're. It's halftime right now. This is Fourth of July. This is the the go out and you know buy buy your popcorn and your hot dogs and get back in your seats and strap in because fucking that that was only the warm up. Now here's the grand. Other half of the show for 2020. America. Fuck yeah. 
I mean, I like uh, it can it can it get any worse? Can I? Oh, you had to say that, didn't you? Yeah, I, fucking I, did. Had, I did. I did. Yeah, we fucking Kobe died. I'm still not. I'm still not fully recovered after Kobe died, man. Yeah, that was that was a bit of a shock to everyone, really. Like, whoa. Kobe, man. <laughs> fucking the real MVP, man. The real MVP. God yeah. damn. It's, that's, that's a tough one. That's, I mean, there's, there's so many things that... I mean, that's that's like how we started the year. You know what I mean? It's just like we started the year being like, I'm going to take this person that basically inspired an entire generation of just sports. Not It doesn't matter if you're playing basketball. You can be playing fucking pool. And his mindset and just, you know, whatever it was, he was, he was one of those people that he did not... Half-assing was not a part of his dictionary. And the first thing we do coming into 2020 is we lose somebody like that. You know, that's that's what started off the the downward spiral. We're in. Well, yep. I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm, I'm sure there's more to come our way. Uh, you just got to get through it together and, and, you know, and be responsible and, like I was making the point earlier, you know, don't trust anyone in government to fix our issues. We got to come together as a people and start looking out for each other because times are tough. And uh, it's time to take an inward look. Look at, let's look at ourselves as a country and see what we can do for each other because it ain't happening from the top. And the bottom's being repressed. So. That's true, man. That's true. It is. It is. So, it's unfortunately very true. We got to get our shit together. We got to make sure that we, you know, learn from this. We try to uh, be a better neighbor. We can't just be shitty to each other all the time and expect things to change. I used to have, um, I think I still have it in my in my office. I have a a piece of art that says. Uh, it's in two different fonts. It says nothing changes, and then another different font. It says if nothing changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if we don't change, we can't expect fucking anything else to change. Basically, we gotta it, change. It is true. It is true. I mean, I mean, I can't can't say that any better. I can't say that any better. You know. So we um, ended here. Yeah, we're coming to uh, the an end hour? here, um, an hour. Uh, thank you for listening in. Uh, hopefully subscribe. Uh, more shit talking, more debates, more conversations about our crazy lives down here. And, you know, honestly, we'd, we'd like to get to a point that we can invite more people and have more in-depth conversations. But even, you know, I'd be more than happy to bring some of our listeners on to have conversations. But, um going to be going in here sealing it up thanks for everyone for listening have a great day have a very happy fourth of july safe be careful wear a mask don't do any stupid shit don't do anything i would do you know (laughs) it's a very good logic there there goes the 2024 (laughs) campaign yeah (laughs) but uh thanks george for being on and we'll see you guys back on the next episode have a good night take care